happy Friday. Good morning, 613, bright and early. I'm Greg Bishop, Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk, a busy day yesterday and a lot to share with you on this final day of broadcast for the week. Of course, uh, we've got Hero of the Week coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. want to hear from you, who you think some of the local heroes are. Maybe those utility crews heading down to Florida uh, will uh, be uh, taking top of mind votes there. Uh, but also, I want to hear from uh, you. It's a good way to end the week on a positive note. So people who've done good things for you in the community, uh, definitely want to hear from you on that. Uh, but right now, let's get into some conversation that the former Illinois governor, Jim Edgar, had for uh, the politicos out there. Uh, Edgar was in Springfield with a host of other uh, groups endorsing the Republican Secretary of State candidate Dan Brady. And that conversation uh, was uh, was focused on uh, how business and labor groups came together to support the Republican Secretary of State candidate. Uh, but uh, Edgar uh, had a moment for a few uh, questions from members of the media there uh, at Brady's campaign headquarters here in Springfield. And uh, he talked about the importance for uh, Illinois to be more of a two-party system. Uh, as it is right now, the state legislature has been dominated by Democrats for decades, and they have supermajorities in both chambers. At least since 2019, Democrats have captured uh, all of the statewide constitutional officers, including governor, secretary of state, uh, attorney general, and all down the line, comptroller and um and uh, treasurer as well. Uh, but Edgar, being a Republican, uh, he said that uh, you know, policies aren't as fruitful. They aren't as um, common sense or collective uh, if you have one party rule uh, and uh, a, a pushing through of uh, policies that could be partisan. Uh, so here's uh, the, the the former uh, Republican governor uh, talking a bit about uh, the need for uh, a more two-party system rather than a uniparty in a state. Well, I just think human nature, if you don't have checks and balances uh, and you have a tendency to kind of go off, we were talking about it earlier, and it's, it's happened when Republicans have had control too. You have a tendency, you know, you've got your constituents and they want things and now you have control. Well, they want it all now. And there's this rush to do these things and they don't stop and think, well, maybe there's a reason we haven't done it this way in the past. And we've got to think twice. Uh, and there's a lot of issues that have occurred where one party gets control, they rush off and pass new laws and we have problems with it. My experience in government has been, if you have people with different points of view sitting at the table trying to hash out the final solution, that's a lot better policy usually than if just one party kind of rams their program through. Because that means everybody's had some input and it's gonna be much more acceptable to the public and I think it's gonna be much more effective. So again, I think it's important uh, and that's why I hope we see Republicans make gains in the legislature, just because, again, you need a little more uh, of a two-party system to provide, I think, the best government. 
So again, that was uh, the former Republican governor, Jim Edgar, talking about the need for a two-party system. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, he, he believes that Dan Brady, as a Republican uh, running for statewide office, uh, has the best chance to get into the uh, position uh, of, of statewide office and, and possibly bring some of that balance. Uh, so we'll see how that race goes. But I also asked the uh, former governor about civility. We've seen uh, instances of of heated rhetoric boiling over, uh, even as recent as this week, with a news conference being disrupted by a protester, and even reports of uh, other disruptions at other political events across the state. And uh, having been in you know politics for for decades, I asked the former governor about civility. Has it gotten worse? And uh, what he's been able to observe, and he uh, he said, uh, basically, yeah, it has. Well, it's definitely it's ebbed. Uh, and uh, we need to to bring civility back. Uh, I talk often when I first came here 50 some years ago, uh, Republicans and Democrats used to disagree and they used to get kind of loud on the House and Senate floors. But at night they went out and partied together. Uh, they were friends. And at the end of the day, they would compromise and the problems would get solved. Uh, but part of that was because they respected each other. Uh, yeah, they they would get carried away on the floor, but you know, they'd go over later and say, you know, I didn't mean that. Or they would, you know, the next day they'd be allied on issues. So I think we need to just remember, one of the things I always tell students is, you got to remember, today's adversary might be tomorrow's ally. And you don't want to burn bridges. And so we need to, to recognize that we might need them. And also the other thing is to respect other points of view. Uh, I grew up in Charleston, Illinois. It's a pretty waspy community, pretty Republican. Uh, I had a different slant on things than somebody who grew up on the south side of Chicago. But that didn't mean they were wrong and I was right. We just came at it from a different point of view. And it was important for us to sit down and to reach compromise. Well, you can't compromise with somebody that just called you a crook. You know, it, it's very hard if this person has attacked you that you're going to trust them. You're going to deal with them. So civility is key in a, a democracy. And again, I go back to Dan Brady. I mean, I, I get he has respect on both sides of the aisle. He is not someone who yells and calls people's names. He may disagree with someone, but the next day he might be agreeing with him and working with him. So again, that is the kind of people we need in elected office. And that's why I'm excited that Dan's our candidate for Secretary of State. Again, that's uh, former Illinois Governor Jim Edgar uh, talking about uh, civility and also talking about the need for a true two-party system in the state of Illinois. Currently, though, we have a uh, one-party rule with both chambers of the legislature uh, having uh, Democrats in the majority and, of course, all of the constitutional officers statewide being in Democrat hands. All right, coming back, uh, we'll uh, review a little bit of what uh, the uh, gubernatorial candidates were up to yesterday, uh, including one sitting in front of a editorial board and another touring the states encouraging early voting. So we'll get to that next here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and... There we go. Turn the mic up. Uh, so yesterday, uh, former Governor Jim Edgar was uh, in Springfield talking about the, 
the need for uh, a, a two-party system, not a uniparty. Uh, also uh, encouraging civility uh, while he was endorsing the Republican Secretary of State candidate, Dan Brady. Brady also getting the endorsement of uh, the Illinois Education Association, the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, and police and firefighter organizations. Uh, meanwhile, in the Secretary of State's race, Governor J.B. Pritzker has given a million dollars to the Democrat in that race, former State Treasurer Alexei Janulius. So it'll be interesting to see what the outcome of that race is, because that's one of those offices that uh, had a Democrat in it for uh, 20-some-odd years, and uh, Jesse White no longer seeking that office. So it opened it up. Uh, so we'll have the uh, the first new Secretary of State uh, in decades. Uh, but uh, you also had uh, the other candidates uh, for statewide office, incumbent Governor J.B. Pritzker, and the Republican state senator looking to take that office from Pritzker uh, across the state. Uh, Pritzker traveled from Chicago to Springfield to the Metro East area yesterday, encouraging early voting. Uh, his opponent, Darren Bailey, was at the Chicago Tribune editorial board, uh, and Governor J.B. Pritzker was invited to that same event, but um, he decided to not take part in that, and he was asked about it yesterday when he stopped at uh, the county building here in Springfield, encouraging early voting. Uh, here's what uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker had to say uh, about the, uh, the the lack of his attendance uh, at the Chicago Tribune's editorial board. Well, consistently, the editorial board at the Chicago Tribune has been spewing misinformation uh, constantly from the time that I started running five years ago, has consistently taken, frankly, a view that no matter what we've accomplished in office, that they're going to uh, denigrate it. They're going to provide misinformation and whataboutism. And I just refuse to uh, submit to being in front of an editorial board that's been that unfair. Uh, look, we've got plenty of opportunities. I'm going to be uh, with the Daily Herald and all the other newspapers uh, for a forum tomorrow uh, where lots of reporters will get to ask questions and Darren Bailey will be answering them. Sorry, and I will be answering them. Uh, we're going to have two big debates, as you know, one at ISU, one up in Chicago. Uh, great opportunity for people to hear Darren Bailey versus me. So I'm pleased about those opportunities. And um, you know, we're going to continue to tell people what this campaign is all about. But one thing Darren Bailey did talk about uh, at the Chicago Tribune editorial board was the Safety Act. And uh, he's been critical of the Safety Act, campaigning rather heavily against Democrats uh, who supported the Safety Act. And that's the no cash bail starting January 1st. And the Tribune writes that Bailey, who's championed uh, and campaigned heavily on the issue of crime, is warned of the potential effects of cashless bail under a provision of the Safety Act uh, that goes into effect next year, saying that we need funding so that we can put police on the streets. Uh, so that's uh, Bailey's response. Uh, Pritzker, though, uh, yesterday uh, acknowledging that, uh, indeed, there needs to be some changes to the Safety Act. Here's uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker yesterday uh, being asked about uh, what exactly needs to change, and in particular being asked about uh, a Democratic state senator's proposal to modify the Safety Act after the November election. Uh, again, here's Governor J.B. Pritzker yesterday at the Sangamon County Building. Reviewing it now, um, I, Senator Bennett is a responsible legislator with generally good ideas. I have not you know, determined which aspects of the bill that he's put forward 
uh, we should consider. But I, one thing I do think is, is reasonable is there are people who don't understand the Safety Act and are misrepresenting it. And so making sure that the language in it is such that people understand. Let, let me be clear to everybody. No one is getting let out of jail on January 1. That is not what the Safety Act does. There is no such thing as a non-detainable offense that is not in the Safety Act. Those are simply lies that are being put forward by uh, the poorly named uh, people who play by the rules because they don't, uh, PAC, and, uh, and by Darren Bailey. Well, again, willing to consider uh, tweaks to the legislation. Once again, the legislation is about providing tools and technology to police, making sure that we're funding them, and making sure that we're keeping the murderers, rapists, and domestic abusers in jail. That's uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker yesterday in Sangamon County at the county building uh, for early voting, uh, taking a few questions from reporters. Uh, So it's right here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY Springfield's News and 